This is the EPFR Exchange Podcast. All opinions expressed by Cam, Todd, and our podcast guests are solely of their own opinion and do not reflect the opinion of EPFR or Informa, its parent company. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the EPFR Exchange Podcast. My name is Todd Willits, and I'm joined by EPFR's economist Cameron Brandt. We'll walk you through what our teams were monitoring last week in the data EPFR tracks, as well as what we'll look for in the coming week. Cam, good morning. Uh, So it seems to me in reading through what you and the team have put out this week, it seems there's an enormous amount of cash sitting on the sidelines waiting for something. What What do you think investors are waiting to see to get back into the market in a meaningful way? Um, uh, unoriginal, unfortunately, as it is, I have to say that I think the uh, trajectory of the COVID numbers in key markets uh, is the metric that they're really looking for. Um, there are a number of uh, you know bread and butter policy steps that, if they occur, I think will move the needle on a short-term basis. Uh, another. Uh, reasonable stimulus package out of the U.S., um, uh, a bit more uh, urgency to the disbursement of the uh, money that the EU has already agreed to. Uh, But on the whole, I think at this point, what people are looking for is some clue um, that uh, things are not going to get so bad in the fall uh, that we're going to see a rerun uh, of what we saw uh, during the late first quarter and the early second quarter. So certainly as we hit October, get into early November, perhaps we'll see a, a bit more uh, understanding of where the market's headed. Right. Of course, then we'll also be uh, running up against uh, the U.S. presidential uh, and congressional elections. So uh, excuses to remain on the sidelines will probably still be fairly abundant. So I know those socially responsible or SRI funds, as well as the environmental social governance ESG funds, haven't seen many weekly outflows this year. Uh, we saw a small redemption from the group this week. Is there anything that says to you this time may be different and it might be an inflection point for the, the fund group? Um, you, my guess is that right now it isn't an inflection point, but it could be heralding one. And by that, I mean that, um, you know, like any good thing, um, you know, there does come a point when at least the more savvy investors uh, start to kick the tires a bit. And, we, and we've been seeing that with uh, you know, equity funds that uh, operate under the SRI or ESG levels. Uh, and the Investment Company Institute here, which is, is, is the mutual fund's sort of main uh, trade body, uh, is concerned enough that they've been making a real effort recently to try and clarify some of the definitions, criterias, uh, uh, and, and metrics for this particular fund group. Um, there is a, a lot of understandable confusion over uh, what uh, does constitute, uh, say, an ESG fund. 
Um, as I've mentioned before, I think there's a broad tendency to assume that they're all uh, environmental green funds to a greater or lesser degree, uh, which is not true, though that's an important part of most mandates. Uh, they are also looking for better corporate behavior and better corporate citizens. Uh, and you know, as we both know, you can have a well-run company that takes care of its employees and the communities it's based in that produces a product that doesn't pass certainly the environmental smell test. So I, I think the best way of describing it may be a sort of a, a little warning balloon for the, that group as a whole, which because it is attracting money, we're sort of seeing more and more uh, fund managers uh, drape one or more of their funds in those particular colors. And obviously there's a uh, conversation around how the current pandemic we're seeing obviously plays into those funds as well, I know. So uh, it's kind of everything's intertwined at, at this moment. Very true. Uh, so this week, your team looked at the year-to-date asset flows into the major EM equity country fund groups. And you came away and saw that an interesting group, Poland, Colombia, Hungary, and Taiwan, had all seen over 10% inflows as a percentage of assets in the group year-to-date. What do you think connects those names as far as interest in the current climate? Um, I, I think, uh, unfortunately, I can't really find a clear thread that I can pounce on. Uh, Taiwan has benefited from the perception that it offers uh, exposure to the better parts of mainland China's story without uh, some of the geopolitical uh, baggage uh, and the, uh, you know, the, the problems that may spin off from the latest bout of Sino-U.S. tensions. Uh, Poland and Hungary uh, have benefited recently from the perception that they are the big winners in the European Union's combined rescue fund and next four-year budget, um, and that uh, they're going to get this money without having to uh, jump through very many political hoops. Um, Colombia, um, the enthusiasm for that, enthusiasm may be too strong a word, but uh, investors uh, see it as having a couple of strong points. One is that uh, they like the policy environment. Uh, they believe that uh, Colombia is well governed despite the problems that uh, it has and has had. Uh, and also that um, some of the uh, economic shock there was uh, buffered by the fact that they had a large pool of Venezuelan refugees um, so that uh, when uh, businesses had to cut costs and headcount there, uh, certainly the initial shock fell on a group uh, whose departure, uh, if anything, boosted sentiment among uh, Colombians proper. Um, so it's an eclectic group. There, there is is a, is a narrative to each of the members, but there isn't a sort of a strong connection. And I think that is actually the message there that um, uh, investors are still willing to take on country exposure, but they're looking at each country very much um, on a standalone basis rather than the uh, rising tide lifts all boats uh, approach that they sometimes do. 
So over the next week, what are some of the trends or stories that your team's going to be looking out for? I know this time, four years ago, it was obviously a presidential election. Uh, what is it this time around? Well, uh, certainly in the coming week, uh, one thing we have been seeing is uh, a marked shift in European fund flows away from uh, markets that are outside the European Union. Uh, this is a change because for much of last year, uh, those were the ones that investors were attracted to. Uh, but given that Switzerland and the new UK are not likely to benefit from the uh, EU's rescue fund and its budget, uh, I think investors are making clear calculation that uh, certainly the, uh, the best chance of immediate gains uh, lie with the uh, continental European markets within the EU. Uh, so I'm definitely, we'll definitely be paying attention to whether that plays out. Uh, and we continue to dig into uh, sector fund flows and allocations and, and, and the messages uh, that those are sending um, after a long period of very clear preference for uh, the fund groups that uh, reflect uh, post-pandemic expectations. Uh, those would be you know, healthcare, technology, telecoms, uh, we definitely saw a, a, a tilt towards the defensive uh, this past week uh, with consumer goods and utility uh, funds seeing uh, an uptick in flows and real estate sector funds also enjoying a rare week of inflows. So uh, we think some of the more um, intriguing signals at the moment uh, are coming out of the, the sector fund, sector flows space, uh, and it certainly seems to be the area where investors have the greatest conviction. And obviously, as we've talked about in the past, that's the group that really, the groups that tend to see a lot of that action in a, a presidential year. So it's interesting to see that play out once again. Yes. All right, Kim, Good. thanks for your time. Have a great week. <laughs> you too. Cheers. As always, you can find EPFR on LinkedIn and on Twitter at EPFR. To sign up to receive our EPFR daily exchange research we spoke about here, you can visit financialintelligence.informa.com. For questions or to suggest a topic for an upcoming podcast, you can email EPFR exchange podcast at informa.com. <laughs>